0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is BC. I have another special interview for you today on the podcast. Shout out to Team BC. Shout out to all the sponsors. Um, I have a, a guest here who in a second I'm going to let uh, introduce himself and about his company. I think he's got a really cool story. And I met him actually at Chasten's event. Not this last one, but the previous one uh, that he did in September over in Dallas. And heard the dude's story, thought it was cool. I see that he has the hustle in him. Every time I see him post on Instagram or Facebook, he's always winning and promoting what he's doing and actually getting out there and, and making moves. So I wanted to bring him on. So Trey, my friend, what's going on?
1: What's up, Brian? Uh, thank you for uh, having me on, man. I, I appreciate it very much. Um, but it, yeah, so, um, yeah, it has been a, a wild ride and <clears throat> since I met you, things have gotten 10 times better, but, uh, um, yeah, it's been really cool. So for everybody out there that doesn't know, um, I'm, my name is Trey Feist and I'm the founder of Dank Vodka, um, where we are the world's first terpene spirit brand. Uh, and so what's different about us than everybody else is we use terpenes, uh, but terpenes mm-hmm. are just natural organic compounds in a lot of your citrus fruits and plants. Uh, they're in all your essential oils. They're just that oil zest in a lemon. So um, instead of taking that cheap route and using citric acid, sugars and artificial natural flavors, uh, I wanted to do something that was real flavoring. Um, So not really a flavor, more of the aroma rather than a flavor. But yeah, nonetheless, it's a a very cool product. I'm just blessed to be in the position I am.
0: Oh, yeah, man. How did it come about? Was this something you've always wanted to do since you were a kid or did it just randomly happen like? the stars aligned or what was the backstory behind starting dank and how did you actually come up with the name? Cause I think it's pretty cool. Uh,
1: so I've always wanted to own a business. My, uh, my papa owned the first Fina gas station in Comanche, Texas. And I always knew I wanted to do something when I was a little kid. I wanted to be a professional baseball player, right? Mm-hmm. Those dreams kind of went out the window and I got a little older. I was like, all right, man, I need to do something a little bit more realistic. <laughs> uh, but, uh, all of it came about when, uh, I was, I guess it was when I was in high school. So I'll say how it all came about, but um, I bartended for close to 10 years and I always wanted to start my own brand. I always wanted to own a business, you know, be like my and, um, I looked into it and mm-hmm. I was going to start my own bar called the Dank Bar. We were going to be the first like CBD cocktail, like cannabis forward bar. Yeah. And I, I got really bad feet, so I couldn't bartend anymore. And so I decided to look into a, a different uh, alternative. And mm-hmm. One of my buddies uh, started the liquor brand and I saw what they were doing. I saw Tito's cash out for crazy amounts of money.
0: Um,
1: But I knew it was something that if I could do a liquor brand and do something that's original, not just America's original, like Tito's would be the world original. Um, And so I I started thinking around and I I always knew something. I wanted to do something in the liquor industry, but I didn't know what. I watched a show Mm -hmm. called Bong Appetit. Um, And... yeah. (laughs) Um, but they do a lot of cannabis cooking out in California. And so I saw them using terpenes and all these shade leaves and hemp leaves and all this stuff for cooking. Uh, I knew what everything was, but terpenes. So I was like, well, what are terpenes? <laughs> uh, I gave them a Google, found out they're literally in everything and found out nobody ever put them into liquor. You know, like people had done like cannabis and hemp and CBD and, but yeah. nobody had ever taken terpenes um so um I, I was like man there's no way nobody has done this and so i i deemed it as a you know a gift from above saying you know take this and run with it yeah uh but i didn't know what i was going to do yet i right? just know i wanted terpenes and liquor uh and it was literally three two or three weeks later i was sitting at the first bar manager job i ever had and i took a shot of ghost tequila and mm-hmm. uh it's infused with ghost like a real ghost pepper and um I took the shot and I was like, Oh shit, that's dank. And I just knew I was going to do dank something within the liquor industry. And then a little bit later, I was, uh, kind of putting some pieces together. I was like, we could do the terpenes that I've just been researching. Um, and so I, I had the idea in 2016 and I sat on it for three years. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have any kind of really motivation. Uh, I, 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 I just kind of sat on it, but, um, 2019 rolled around. I got tired of, you know, sitting there telling people about it, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Go do it then. So wrote the business plan and got everything started at the end of 2019, launched in May of 2020. And then, man, I had some crazy downfalls, like right whenever I started. Um, but I was able to bounce back from everything and, you know, build a, a profitable company in the first year, a successful company all by myself with no funding, no, no advertising,
0: no marketing, no nothing, yeah. just a, a really good product. Yeah, man. Um, you know, every time I see you post on Facebook and, and this is where my next question is going to come in. Are you like, how big is your operation right now in regards to the company? Is it just you? Do you have a few employees, you know, um, aside from the production aspect of it, right? I'm talking like promotion, marketing. Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, I feel like you're the one going to like every location now and pitching it or selling it and securing these accounts. Am I right with that assumption or, or what does it look like right now? The whole structure?
1: Yeah. So um, from day one, it's, I'm the main marketer, sales guy, face of the company. Uh, like I'm doing everything. But back in August or November, I brought Zach Williams on for my marketing director. Cool. Um, and the guy's really been a huge solid rock for me. Uh, But he helps do all the marketing, social media, PR, um, graphic designs, web traffic, all that on the back end. Um, Front of the house, uh, it's me and then I have my buddy Mike Kuhn, just an old time friend of mine, bartending buddy. And uh, he helps out with the on-premise sales here and there. So bars and restaurants here and there, Mm -hmm. but he's a huge influencer for the bars. So he's a big bartender in the North Dallas area. Nice. he really helps, you know, tell bartenders, hey, you should be pushing this. <laughs> so if I can push six bottles out of this mm-hmm. tiny little cold wall bar, you should be able to push at least a bottle a week. Yeah. So he really helps get the sales going in the bars for those northern accounts. Uh, but everything in Texas from, you know, pretty much most, like I'd say, 90 percent of DFW and then Austin, Houston, San Antonio, Corpus and South Padre is all me. So, so it's a lot to keep up with.
0: That's awesome. How many uh, states like, do you have accounts in or do you have a presence in so far? Do you know?
1: Um, so right now we're just in Texas and Oklahoma. Um, okay. I got about 50 accounts in Oklahoma and about another 50 to 60 in Texas um, nice. for, on, I mean, for retailers. And then on premise, we're pushing about 130 or so um, retailers in Texas.
0: Wow. That's amazing, bro. So... For for the p I have a general idea kind of what you do bro because I have a few friends who you know have uh, created companies like yours and have made tequila and that kind of stuff so they have told me the stories but for the listeners can you walk them through like a Cliff Notes version of maybe not so much a production aspect of it but once let's say you make your first bottle and you want to start marketing it and promoting it and getting an account. Like, what are you doing and what does that process look like? Because I, I don't think people have any idea. I think they probably just think that you make alcohol and magically it sells itself. So can you give them like insight into what that process looks like? Because I know it's a lot more complicated than people think.
1: It is. A lot of people think I'm just a big partier. And I'm like, oh nah, man, the, <laughs> you, you see me at a lot of places, but I have that one drink in my hand and I'm buying everybody drinks. But now the once you get it made, uh, first, first step is you got to figure out, one, how you're going to market it. All right, you have to have an idea because you got to take that to your distributor, and mm-hmm. so it's, there's there's a tier three system in Texas, and it goes from uh, distiller, distributor, and then retailer or wholesale. Um, so basically, distiller, the, your distributor, and then bar, and restaurant, or your retailers. And um, nice. um, but when you go to a uh, so once you make it, you got to find a distributor, but you also got to to market it. But when you go to that distributor, you got to tell them, you know, they want to see, hey, do you, you have big dollars? How are you going to push this? What makes you so different? Why, yeah. why should we pick you up opposed to the 200 other brands that have hit us up yeah. this week? Um, and at that point, it just becomes either you have the money for marketing, uh, which I didn't. Uh, yeah. You have a really good brand, which I do. And then I had really good connections in the bar industry. So. It was really easy for a new brand to get plugged mm. into the bars first and then work to your retailers. Yeah. Um, so I went around right when I got started and I, I couldn't even find a distributor in Texas. And that's why I have distribution in Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, not one Texas distributor would pick us up. But <laughs> getting uh, getting bars and restaurants, if you're doing liquor, in my opinion, the best way to get it going is by putting it in as many people's mouths as possible.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so if you're having trouble getting into those retailers, take it to the bar scene get in 10 or 15 bars and then go to your retailers and say hey look we had these 10 bars this week pick it up this week you know and yeah. take that to a retailer standpoint um, a lot of my <clears throat> a lot of my sales at the beginning came from on-premise accounts uh, so a lot of bars and restaurants but um, the biggest thing is supporting those independent retailers so you yeah. have your chain accounts you have your specs your goody goodies your, your total lines and those are awesome to get in those are like huge clout but lot of people still like supporting those independent stores Uh, and that's honestly where I get nine out of ten of my sales are. my independent stores got really good accounts there but once getting in there then it's just you know like I said going out and buying people drinks or going to the liquor stores and doing tastings which I do I have four tasters now uh, but for the past two years it's just been me at liquor stores doing tastings pushing the brand uh, just being the face for the company. But I I'd say mostly just be a big faith for your company. People love seeing that, that owner operator, not just the owner and, you know, everybody else doing work.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, can you talk about that? Because you've really put that on and you've worn it. Like, I think you're like traveling and now practically living out of your car. Right. I think you said that on Facebook. Can you talk about that, bro? Because like when I saw that, Uh, obviously I liked it immediately, but I was like, man, this is somebody who's like living, breathing embodiment of the representation of their brand. Because like when I read that, I said, that's totally something I would do, you know, because like, I get it. You have to be on a particular wavelength to commit at that level. So can you talk about that, bro? Because when I see that in somebody, um, I admire it like wholeheartedly because it's very rare regardless of what it is to see somebody with that level of commitment that they'll literally drop everything and be like, fuck it. I don't have to, but I'm going to get in my car and live in this bitch. And I'm, you know, yeah. taking it until the cows come home, you know? So can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So I, um, I'm, I'm all about conserving money wherever we can. So I'm, I'm, I am the smallest liquor brand to start since Tito's. So, uh, with that meaning, like I haven't had the big funds, I don't have, you know, big investments. Uh, we are yeah. the smallest brand. So in order to utilize my expansion, I mean, utilize my funds for expanding. Uh, I decided to take as many measures as I could. Right. Uh, I almost, I almost bought a trailer. and was going to live out of the trailer. Right. Like, <laughs> no more rent, you know, yeah. and now I can travel anywhere. Um, but now, I, I mean, if you start thinking about it, you spend a lot of money on Airbnbs and hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I said, man, I can get a blow up mattress for the back seat, which they make them for cars. And then I bought this cooler that's a big cooler. If it only fits ice in there, and then it's got an AC unit on the top, so it blows cold air. Because cool. um, even sitting in your car while it's stagnant it can be dangerous sometimes uh, with the, the car on, having the AC going, it's still, you can still get those fumes in the car, apparently. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so I don't want to take any chances and mm-hmm. not wake up the next morning.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Uh, but, but yeah, just being the face for your company, man, doing anything you possibly can for your company because it's not about, right now it's not about my comfortability right now i could give a shit if i'm comfortable or not right now i i see that bigger picture that's you know two mm-hmm. three years five years down the road um but yeah like i said earlier man, people love seeing that the owner do and take whatever measures it takes to get things done but yeah mm-hmm. i mean uh, i'm actually staying out of my car right now in houston uh so i don't have the setup going yet you'll see it here in a couple hours once uh, the sun goes down but uh, but yeah, I take any measurements I possibly can to, you know, save myself money, whether it's $500 or $2,000.
0: Yeah. I love that, man. That's the right mindset. What, um, cause I know you mentioned the future. What do you predict or like, what are you pushing for the next like 12 months, 24 months, you know, four years, five years, like you mentioned, what does that look like?
1: Uh, man, um, I'd say by the end of this year, uh, we'll be, so I got approved for distribution in Colorado, Louisiana, and Florida. Nice. And i i'm looking to at least get product out there sometime this year and start with louisiana probably because we got zach out there uh and then go to colorado because it's just a dank state and <laughs> uh, um so i'd say the next 12 months would be really just expanding into a couple other states and then uh Man, I'm I'm hoping that things really start to take off in that 18 to 24 months. Uh, I, I see it happening. I, I know next year is going to be like, oh, shit. And the year after is going to be like, damn. All yeah. right. Um, so, but right now, we're we're doing – I got a consultant from my distributor. Uh, he said, hey, man, go talk with him. He'll help you out. I said, all right, cool. So I thought I was doing bad, right? And <laughs> I hit him up and said, hey, man, can you help me out? I need some help out here. I go meet with this uh, distributor or with this consultant. And he started – a huge brand in DFW. I won't say exactly what it is because we we got some uh confidentiality things going on. Right. And Understood. he and he left he left it a couple of years ago. So um now he he we're sitting there talking, he's telling me what to do, and I'm like, I'm doing all this shit, like everything, and I'm not telling him this, but like in my head, I'm like, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. Why am I fucking here? Yeah. He pulls up my numbers and he goes, Oh shit, dude. He goes, You're doing way better than I thought you were. And yeah. So he was like, I thought you were in like 40 cases a month or so. You said, you're up to like 80, 100 cases a month, man. He said, you're doing really good. Yeah. So as long as we can keep that growth pattern going. Uh, yeah. So like two months ago, I doubled my sales. And then last month, I kept at that same consistency, not doubling, but just kept that same amount going. Um, and then this, we're just going to keep going up and up and up and up. But nice. uh, I'd say within the next, within five to seven years, we'll be nationwide. Um, I mean, it'll be in at least 13 to 13 to 15 different states and we'll be really pushing it at that point. Um, but it's just cool. It's real cool to be a part of a profitable company with no funding behind it. Yeah. And then right in the first year um, and then, uh, you know, just to have this growth, man, and to see people really like it. And, mm-hmm. and day by day, I'm getting told. That's some good vodka, man. You got something here. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, just, uh, just keep growing it and growing it. Uh, I want to come out with a couple other flavors. Um, I want to, you know, get more real estate on that shelf and, um, looking at doing some mango and strawberry and cucumber and all other kinds of stuff. I don't know which one we're going to go with yet, but mm. having a terpene line was, nice. is where it's at. So cool. I was planning on doing whiskeys and gins, tequilas, rums, mm. but decided to stick in that same shelf space and, you know, right. own the shelf and,
0: yeah is that in the future because that was going to be my next question to expand outside of the vodka or do you think you're going to stick with that long term
1: uh it depends so my my end goal is uh you know eventually i want my own distillery uh you know my my own little space um might be looking into something right now for that i don't don't really know yet Uh, (laughs) it could be in the works very cool but no, I want to do... So the, the brand is Dank Spirits because uh, I initially wanted to do gin, tequila, rum. And after, you know, kind of watching some people, I'm seeing these brands grow and they have four or five flavors and now they're doing, you know, another another mm-hmm. spirit. So I'll probably get my vodkas down and then uh, we'll switch over into uh, most likely whiskey. Um, cool. Texas is a big whiskey state. Either whiskey or tequila. I love tequila and I'd really like to get a tequila going. So mm-hmm. I don't know, we'll see.
0: That's awesome, bro. So... Obviously, I have listeners from all over the world, man. If people want to check out your brand, obviously, I'm going to list everything in the description. You know, your profile, your brand. Is there anywhere you want them to go first? Your YouTube, your website, your Instagram? Where do you want to send people to check it out?
1: Um, so my Instagram just got hacked a couple days ago. So or actually last night. So we're working on getting all that situated. Okay. Uh, but if you want to check us out, you can visit DankSpirits.com. Uh, and we have everything from water terpenes to low sugar, no sugar, regular cocktails to mm-hmm. our locations tab to, you know, our backstory about where everything kind of came from. Uh, we got clothing. So if you like the clothing, it's, uh, it's on the website as well. We'll be adding bar keys and, uh, uh, we got flasks and all kinds of cool stuff that's coming in the next couple months.
0: Very cool. Maybe I'll buy a shirt, man, and put it up on the wall in the office. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to come sign it for you with my silver Sharpie.
0: Hell yeah, bro. Whenever you're in Miami, (laughs) let me know. But yeah, dude, thanks thanks for jumping on, man. You know, I, I really thought your story was cool. I'll probably have you on again at some point and get an update like in three months or six months or something to see how you're doing, bro. But thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much.
0: All right, my brother. We'll see you, man. All
1: right, brother. Take it easy.